Discord Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast, funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord Community Patreon. This podcast will focus on the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Korvar. I'm Kikita Kaori, and we have a special guest today, Tyler Denning, who plays Kodorichi on Fortune and Strife. Hello, everyone. This is part two of our healing extravaganza that we are holding to kind of talk about overall healing in China and Japan and how to do healing in Rokugan and how to play a Kitsu medic as like the premier non-magical healers that we have in in L5R. Uh, This section of the episode will focus on kind of how does healing work mechanically in L5R, the previous section was all about the lore. Uh, and also we'll talk about the Kitsu medic as a class, kind of try and talk about its curriculum and its abilities a bit, get some opinions on that particular uh, class. We do have one bit of news that the Yoga Curse came, Part 2 came out. Uh, considering holidays and everything like that, it might be a while before we do the lore breakdown on on that. Maybe we'll have Yoko Curse Part 3 ready when that one comes out. Uh, But for now, uh, we're going to keep diving into healing. So, sounds good? Sounds good to me. Let's go right into it. All right. Well, let's talk about the mechanics of healing in L5R. So the very basics, probably the thing you'll be doing most often, is first aid. This is really to deal with fatigue rather than damage, because as we know, fatigue is more about not quite getting hit, but having to get out the way, having to parry, having to block, all that sort of stuff. So you can remove fatigue in the middle of a skirmish if your healer can roll water plus medicine with a target number of two as a support action to remove one fatigue plus bonus successes during a scene. You can also do this during downtime. And if you're doing it in downtime, because you're not having to rush and people aren't trying to take swings at your head, you can get your water ring plus your bonus success. And when things get a little bit more dicey and they actually start landing proper critical hits against you, you can start taking bleeding. The bleeding condition will affect you if you take any crit over two with a razor-edged weapon being used uh, as part of the crit, or any crit over six, or by any katas that also allow for bleeding to be applied to the critical hit. You'll add fatigue equal to the strife symbols on any kept dice. This ignores any kind of resistances you have, so armor doesn't help you when you start bleeding out. Uh, If this causes a crit because they have more fatigue than endurance and they're keeping uh, with strife from a resist roll, the severity of the critical strike is equal to the character's current fatigue. So you can easily start stacking that up and get into a really bad spot when you start bleeding. In order to remove the bleeding condition, any healer can use an earth medicine check at TN2 as a support action. Right. So if those crits get more serious... Uh, you can get into wounded. So you are wounded when you take a crit of between three and six. Um, Lightly wounded increases the TN checks of the affected ring by one. So you get wounded on a ring. And if you're lightly wounded on that ring, uh, all checks with that ring are increased by one. 
if you take another lightly wounded critical strike in this ring, then you become severely wounded instead of lightly wounded on that ring. Severely wounded increases the TN of checks with the affected ring by three. So if you take another wounded on this ring, then this uh, then the severely wounded is removed and you take a permanent injury, which is what you get if you get a critical strike of eight. Um, you can remove wounds by healing or with a TN3 fitness check in that in that particular ring, ignoring the modifiers, per week of bed rest. So you can't remove wounds unless it's in a downtime. And you can't remove wounds without a healer without a week of bed rest. A healer can remove wounds by healing using a water plus medicine TN4 in a downtime scene. So if you don't want to be wounded, if you get wounded in a ring... You need to not use that ring anymore or things are going to get go south fast. Definitely want that taken care of as quickly as possible. Unconsciousness technically can't be fixed through healing mechanics, rules as written, outside of special techniques. It requires the character in question spending a void point. But we do – you could always kind of come up with a, a – a check for this, like maybe uh, fire and medicine with uh, smelling salts. There is a Shuji Rouse the Soul, and that's a rank five void Shuji. So that kind of gives you an idea of how difficult this is kind of considered to be. But uh, that's how things are rules as written. And when things start getting really, really bad, you can have the dying condition applied to you. And if a character is dying, they'll die permanently after a set amount of rounds. The healer can stabilize them and prevent from any kind of degrading of the dying condition with a TN4 medicine air check. So it's not an easy thing to save someone when they're on the brink of visiting MO. But, uh, again, you can still do it. But there is a consequence if you fail. Any amount of shortfall that you have when you make that check reduces the amount of rounds to save the character. So don't fail. Don't use risky actions in that case, I suspect. Because that, uh, that's... That, oh. that, yeah. uh, and the dead condition can be healed by Maho, but you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I would <laughs> Generally not approved. <laughs> well, Your local you know, friendly crab also... may have something to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's that, and then there's some inversions for your local Ashinkan to rewind to time. You but... didn't die in the first place. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, is it is it curing a condition if it never happens? Reloading a save point. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to these different uh, injury-related conditions, there are mentions of disease and poison. There are actually lots of mentions of diseases. There are advantages like uh, Jurgen's blessing that says you resist disease better. There are spells like Jurgen's Bomb, who says, who who cures diseases. Um, and there are other things like Jurgen's Curse. Jurgen is big on disease. It's, it's He's the fortune of healing. Uh, that says you are more vulnerable to diseases. However, what there aren't is any rules about actually 
what a disease does to you or how, you know, stat-wise, it impacts you. So we've got, we pulled together a couple suggestions for diseases that you could choose to throw into your game. The easiest one is to use an untainted version of a water or earth affliction uh, per the Shadowlands uh, taint description. Those will cause them to reduce their endurance or suffer critical strikes when they are compromised. So that's one way to do it. You could do something like lowering a ring by one until the disease is cured. And another one is to not allow people to keep strife dice on rolls in a ring that is related to the disease or related to the physical skill that would seem to apply, say, martial arts or fitness. So if you're sick, you can't keep strife dice on your fitness rolls because you're too busy coughing your lungs up and you need bed rest and maybe some honey tea uh, until that's cured. So that that's one way of, of simulating this. And you can just blanket increase their target numbers by plus two, or possibly only ones that, again, are associated with a particular ring or a particular type of activity. In a similar vein with that, you have poisons. Long-term poisons are treated like diseases in this regard. We don't really have anything like that in here. Most of the stuff that we do have is from the core rulebook, and they're all instant effects. Either they cause strife, or they cause a critical strike, or a condition is applied to you. But something more long-term, you could treat it like a disease and have the same effect. And, and indeed, a lot of poisons, a lot of poisoners attempted to make their poison look like a disease. It's like, oh no, this poor man, he has obviously eaten something bad for him, which isn't poison, um, that kind of thing. So yeah, treat, use the same kind of disease rules. So if you are trying to cure a disease or a poison, um, it, it kind of can work with similar to the, uh, well, it can use all of the rings um, as, as part of the story <laughs> set of actions that cure this disease. First, you would diagnose the disease or injury, which is done with air plus medicine. Uh, it, it should be noted that if you're doing this, if you're curing somebody with air or medicine or diagnosing someone with air me medicine, one of the things you can do is use the ops on this role, use the opportunities on this role to learn something about the person who caused the injury or the poison or the healing. So if someone is poisoned and you are diagnosing it, make sure you save your ops to spend them on learning something about who caused it's, it. It's very, very in genre. It's a very, it's a very common trope for someone to look at a sword wound and go, ah, this man was using the Yagyu style of fencing. And it's like, how? That, so that's a really common thing to do. <laughs> you can... Uh, then remember similar diseases or how they move through the communities by using an earth plus medicine check. So this might, if you have a new unfamiliar disease, you might need to remember that this is hot, you know, this is uh, a virulent disease works this way in the community. Therefore, you should, I don't know, isolate the children and move them here or make sure that nobody goes to the next village. Remembering all of those things that might cause community spread is an earth medicine check. Um, formulating a cure for the disease uh, is classic fire plus medicine. You're coming up with some new cure for this 
new terrible disease that has afflicted the community. And then you've got to find the ingredients and process them and distribute the cure. And that's all water plus medicine. You can theme those ingredients directly on a known disease. If you're going following this uh, Japanese style of medicine where you go from uh, observation to cure, or you can say, okay, well, is this a new disease? We, we don't know it. So we're going to go back to our elemental theory and counter elements that are associated with the original disease. So here's a, he has a fever, let's find cooling medicines that work against that. You may also want to think about your medical kit, if you're a healer. Probably a lot of, a lot of things you can replenish, kind of like the, the arrows in your quiver. You just, whenever you've got a, an opportunity. But anything that is a little more exotic than just your super basics, that's an earth plus medicine role to make sure that you get all the right things and you remember to get them all. And finding new herbal medicines, if you're actually kind of, I'm going to go out into the wilderness or possibly into my herb garden, and I'm going to gather materials for more medicines, uh, that can be water plus medicine or possibly survival. And I'll point out that not everyone will want to track all of their contents in their medical kit at all times. It's just one of the things that can just get a little cumbersome. So I wouldn't, you know, don't rely on that. But once in a while, just make that check, get it out of the way, and then you're good to go. Right. So that's that's the mechanics overall of healing in Rokugan, how it works, uh, who does it, or when it happens, what causes injuries and stuff, and, and maybe how you mechanically go about fixing those problems. Uh, for our next bit, we're going to talk about who who does medicine in Rokugan. So in particular, we have two schools for this in 5th edition, and that is the Kitsu Medics and the Moshi Sun Sentinel School from the Centipede Clan. Most people that are actually practicing medicine are also monks, particularly Sinshaeus monks, and Shugenja of various clans. But in particular, I want to focus more on the Kitsu Medic School, as that's who I play on Fortune of Strife with Akoda Ricci. So let me give you a quick breakdown of what the Kitsu Medic School looks like. First off, they have the tags of Artisan and Bushi, which is a really interesting combination when you consider it. They're skilled in martial arts, but they primarily focus on healing, specifically on the front line. What good is healing someone if you can't protect them? So they get a little bit of extra fighting skills in that regard. Their rings are a plus one earth and plus one water. And the skills that they can choose from at the very beginning is command, fitness, Martial Arts Melee, Martial Arts Unarmed, Medicine, Sentiment, and Survival. They start off with 44 Honor, which is a little lower than the other schools, uh, except for the Akoma Shadow School, which is 40, but go fig, they're the more shinobi. <laughs> they get Kata, Rituals, and Shuji. They'll start off with the Crescent Moon style, Striking as Earth or Striking as Water, as well as the Cleansing Rite or Threshold Barrier Rituals, and the Stonewall Tactics Shuji. They have access to commune with spirits at rank one, which is very interesting when you think about it, but, you know, not always needed, but it could also very much help out. They also get more access to water techniques earlier on in the curriculum. So it starts branching out a little bit more so and specializing it in other ways. 
Their school ability is Field Medicine. When you perform a medicine check to remove fatigue or a condition from a friendly character, that character removes additional fatigue up to your school rank. So even at higher levels, that is a school ability that scales out very well because most player characters will have somewhere around 10 to 16 fatigue. And so removing four of that automatically or in addition to whatever you pull off is a good chunk of fatigue. Finally, you have the mastery ability. I am not as thrilled about the, the mastery ability at rank six, but it's it's the healer's hands. When you make a check to remove a condition from another character, you may receive two fatigue to treat the TN as one. So it does make it easier to start, you know, carrying those people from the dying condition at TN4. You take take two fatigue, drops it down to TN1, and now it's almost a guarantee that you're going to save that person. It's just not as flashy. <laughs> so that's the overview of the Kitsumedic school. But, well, you've been playing a Kitsumedic for a little while. Um, how are you finding it? How do you... How do you feel about playing a Kitsu Medic? What's it like? I really enjoy playing the Kitsu Medic. It is, as it sounds, it is a battlefield medic. So I get the ability to fight as well as heal. And it creates a really interesting dichotomy for a character in this regard. For, in this case, Akoto Ricci, who was basically treated as a forced tutelage of medicine where he wanted to be more of the Okoto commander. So again, it's one of those very strong feelings of I must heal, but I want to fight. And it becomes a really great mix between those two feelings. And it comes up quite often uh, throughout the show. And it's been really great. It also hits on another special thing that I personally like. In more traditional fantasy games, your healers are always going to be the clerics or some other form of supernatural healing where you cast a spell, the wounds close up, and you move on. The Kitsu Medic is much more of a a traditional style of of medic or or doctor where it's more hands-on. Still, there are supernatural elements to it, but again, it's much more hands-on, less... I cast a spell and heal you of, oh no, you're bleeding. Let me see what I can do to fix it. I, I will admit, I don't know this is how you play it, but I do admit it's like, you know, you, you know, wanted to be a Kodo commander. You're just kind of wandering into the hospital going, get better! And your, 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 doctor, your, your teacher going, you also have to treat. <laughs> you're actually pretty close to it. So uh, two things with that. Uh, there is a Shuji that I picked up, an Earth Shuji, the Bellow of Resolve. If someone's incapacitated or compromised, I yell at them and they just get back up. <laughs> That's glorious. And so it, it gets really interesting. And my, I don't know if you can tell, but I am also a naturally loud person. <laughs> and playing a Kodorichi as someone that yells all the time is really in character for me. <laughs> For the Fortune and Strife, for our patrons, there's a little uh, moment from Richie's childhood where he is learning to be a, a Kitsu medic. Uh, and it, it's a, a good scene where he's trying to resolve this in his, his training. Like, what do you mean we're supposed to heal our enemies? What? You know, <laughs> because it's the honorable thing to do. 
And I think that is a great source of conflict too. Not just, you, you don't have to be torn if you are a medic between, um, between you know, your desire to fight or your t- desire to, to heal. If you are a different kind of medic, who you are going to heal and when you're going to heal them is a big conflict of honor. And for a clan as honorable as the Lion Clan is, that, that starts yep. being, being complicated, which is, of course, what L5R is all about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a good place for courtesy. But uh, I think the, the big thing is it's a great scene for compassion. And, but that's also one of the things you have to worry about, especially with a, a lion clan style of mentality is healing your enemy today may mean you have to face them tomorrow. And it becomes about a case of practicality and pragmatism. Yep. Practicality. So, so if I say, if I don't heal them today, because I'm afraid to face them tomorrow, that's not going to go down well either. So. Well, and I have to say, you could, you, it can be very, 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 very in character to say, like, I'm healing you. But doesn't that mean that I, you may have to fight me in battle, you know, tomorrow? Well, yes. And I want you to be at your best. Because if we're going to fight, I want it to be good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that also brings up a good point of a, a story plot line that could happen is, you know, you heal this enemy of yours and then the next time you fight he doesn't fight you but he fights a friend of yours and wins and now your friend is dead because of your actions it starts causing a whole mess of issues there but that's what makes things real interesting drama (laughs) (laughs) those are the kind of dramas that elf have our lips for so i think that there's just huge huge story potential in in them i i love kitsumetics that they don't that they aren't just magic. That's that's the big thing. Well, I would still like uh, to see Richie try his try his rusty commune seals at some point. That would be a riot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, j- they're not just just magic to fix it. Uh, I, th- I think that's always the the crutch with L five R is that. It is very easy to have the Shigenja have the answers because it's fast. Um, but I think the ultimate downside for playing the Kitsu Medic, because it is still a fun class, but there are still issues with it. The main one being is that healing overall is not interesting in L5R. Your main school ability is focusing on removing fatigue from someone, which is not, again, very helpful, very useful. But when you start looking at it a little bit more mechanically, it's you make a check, fatigue goes away, moving on to the next thing. And playing that out, especially when you're doing it in the middle of combat as a support action, you're now saying, okay, how do you fix someone's fatigue in the middle of fighting? Well, obviously, acupuncture is not going to help unless you just happen to have a needle with you that just slips right through some armor. Or like, again, pressure points might not do it. You're not going to give them uh, a massage in the course of a, uh, a combat round. So it gets really interesting trying to figure out that. And that starts weighing things down. And ultimately, you just kind of pass up on it. And it's like, okay, just moving on to it. You don't want to hold up the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have some ideas for that. We, we could brainstorm a few uh, for removing something as simple as removing fatigue uh, in a combat. 
understanding that it is not, um, that it is often not an injury. You can, you can, it can be the encouraging word, the pat on the back, the, you know, I'm, I'm going to step in here and interfere with the opponent just long enough for you to catch your breath because I am so attuned to your physical body, the, you know, the physical bodies of my, you know, the people I'm fighting with that I see that he is getting exhausted. So I'm going to just step in here just long enough to mess with whoever's swinging at him and give him the, uh, you know, so he can take a deep breath and go back into the fight. As those are some, it doesn't have to be full on acupuncture or massage or anything, but, but, you know, how different ways to remove fatigue that's not full out. Now doing a wound, you would totally want to have it be at least be, you know, here, put pressure here. Yes. The more trauma style of medicine is definitely though a little bit more flashy and something I like seeing a little bit more so. Not exactly, you know, friends getting hurt, but the style of role playing that goes along with it can be really interesting. And the Kitsu Medic doesn't really focus on that part. Um, it kind of focuses more on the in-combat healing with the different skills and, and katas you can pick up. So that's definitely my downside to it, is that uh, though you do have a, a very fantastic idea, I will be using next time we get into a combat. <laughs> so if we did make changes to the Kitsu Medic, one of the problems that we've been told overall with L5R is that um, each class is supposed to only refer to techniques within the book that they are written in and the core rule book, which means that as new techniques get added in other books, uh, the class doesn't get to take advantage of those. Uh, and it's up to individual GMs to think about retrofitting or allowing them uh, those techniques into their curriculum for for that class. And uh, what kind of recommendations do you think you would make to add to the curriculum or change in the curriculum to take advantage of those new techniques and rules and make the Kitsu Medic better? But one thing I would definitely would like to add is the Cremarist rituals from Path of Waves. Some of them may even a little bit earlier. Uh, mostly it's the stuff that deals with medicine, obviously. Balancing salve that can remove dying or the inflicted condition with just an, a simple air check at uh, TN2. Or even like an elixir of recovery, which heals twice as much fatigue during downtime and helps out with fitness checks at rank 2. You know, stuff like that would definitely be super helpful for it and still keep it with more along the lines of traditional medicine while also lending credence, more credence to the supernatural style. Mm-hmm. I like the restorative trans transmutation. That's a rank five path of waves Kamaris ritual that removes permanent injuries or maiming blows, which there's not any other way to to do that. So something and it's like if I'm gonna take three months and heal you, I want to be able to heal this this permanent wound. So I think they should be able to do that. I like the idea of, of adding some kind of technique. I'm not quite sure how it would work which is not so much curing a wound in the battlefield, because um, I suspect that might be quite difficult to do. 
but they're kind of really, really quick. Right, I'll just bandage this up. And so uh, this is going to have to get fixed afterwards. But for right this second, you, yeah, you won't take the effect of the wound. But, you know, as soon as the battle's over, you're going to, be, you're going to need looked at. Some kind of technique along those lines. I like that idea. The idea of basically saying, yep, we're going to temporarily reduce the severity of this wounded condition. So a severe wounded would go down to a light and a light would go down to nothing. But it only lasts for that one scene. I like that idea. That's actually really good. I'm not quite sure yeah, yeah, where, where, where you would put that, but well, that sounds like a technique. But yeah, exactly. Would, would that be kata with the best Yuji? But yes, something like that. I'd like, I think that'd be cool. That sounds more like a kata to me. And you could slot that in at rank two fairly easily. Probably rank three, but I would go as low as rank two on that. Especially for a Kitsu medic. Yeah, this, this would be the tight bandaging thing, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there are also some Kiho that could be added, but that gets into the, like, more magical healing, so there could be some pros or cons about that. I think the biggest con to it would be if they ever decide to release a Agasha style of medic, they would more likely be using Kiho, and that seems like it would be stepping on their toes a little bit. If they never did actually release that, or if you never made one yourself... It would be super easy to add in, and it'd actually make a lot of sense. I mean, the Kitsu could might be a thing that the Kitsu get access to the Kiho late-ish, whereas the Agasha might get it quicker. So that would that would kind of give that variation without depriving anybody. So I think that that's a, that's one way of doing it, possibly. Yeah, the other thing that I think that would be nice to have, we don't really have a lot of rules around this, but would be for an who knows, maybe in uh, Rit of the Wilds we could have it. That would be nice. Um, something where you can create herbal potions or other fixes that are coffee, buffs, um, <laughs> you know, so like, hi, here's, here's going to be four, you know, th- three temporary endurance for you that only lasts this day because here's your coffee in the morning and you're gonna <laughs> go into this scene so we're gonna i can make you this and then you will be uh, a little fortified in the in the fight to come uh, yeah 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 or here please uh you know take this and it might help you feel a little more relaxed so that you know it doesn't get so strifey around here. Yeah, Like yeah. this temporary strife or temporary endurance, uh, te- temporary comp- composure or temporary endurance for for certain scenes, I think would be a cool, a cool idea. Adding on to that, just having different types of tea or beverages to integrate into a tea ceremony to kind of bring it all together would be really, really nifty. But I think that that's pretty much um, all we've got for Kitsu medics and and healing for L5R. Does that sound about right for you guys? I think we've done a pretty good survey and had a bit of an in-depth dive into the Kitsu medic, so I think we did pretty well. I'd definitely say so. The Kitsu medic is... Very fun to play. If you ever get a chance to mess around with it, I definitely recommend it. It's not just a healer. You are primarily a combat 
beast, if you will. Just note that you also be expected to do medicine from time to time. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, is there any special tricks that you want to advise on the combat side of being a Kitsu medic? Can you uh, apply any of your school skills there? What, like, what should what should people looking to fight with them or doing the combat or non healing side, you know, look at to work with them? Uh, I have seen you use Stonewall tactics atrociously effectively. <laughs> Stonewall Tactics is great because, again, the way that I've been looking at it is that you're a little bit more of a mini Yojimbo. You're acting to protect a patient on the battlefield. So Stonewall Tactics makes it very difficult for someone to target your patient where they instead have to target you. Civility Foremost is another Shuji I will highly recommend because, again, it forces a combat to kind of stand down and let things take a little bit more of a a toll on the aggressor. So it gives you a little bit more time to do any kind of healing or let people take a breath before things heat back up into a combat again. Uh, again, I'll recommend Bell Over Resolve. If there's someone incapacitated on the other side of the battlefield and they you can't get over to them easily, just yell at them. That'll stand them back up. It also works if they're compromised, too. So definitely a, a very helpful thing to help mitigate uh, any sort of excessive strife or fatigue on uh, on someone. And if you're playing a Kitsu medic, uh, I'm always going to recommend Lord Dakota's Roar. Yell at people, make them dazed, makes it harder to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. All right. Well, uh We'll take a moment. We're going to call out Fortune and Strife, where people can see uh, Akoto Ricci being his Akoto Ricci charming self every week on Mondays. And also uh, our sister, their actual play podcast, Crimson Gold Agonies, and the rest of our Court Games Network, including the L5R LCG podcast and our live from Tokyo podcast called Tokyo the Five Rings and our friends at D20 Radio. Our content is funded by the Community Discord Patreon, which supports our editing costs as well as a website where you can see longer-term information such as adventures and role-playing re references and resources and all sorts of other things, including summaries of our podcasts, tools, and more. For our patrons, we have special bonus content, adventure seeds, early access to our actual play podcasts, and you can find us at our website, courtgamespod.com. You can find us at twitter.com slash courtgamespod and on Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgame. Well, that's it for us this week. Thank you so much, Tyler, for coming on and helping us out here. Thanks for having me on. It's been great fun. <laughs> yeah. This is Skikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. I've been Korva. Until we meet again, keep your jade handy. And I've been Akoto Ricci. Make sure you always tip your healer.
correctly with the correct amount. Twenty radio, where gamers roll.